welcome to another series of our podcast. And I'd like to thank everyone that's uh, subscribed or uh, reviewed us on iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Darwin. And today I have with me a special guest, of course, as I always say. He's, in my opinion, an entrepreneur. He is the owner of Realistic Views Photography that started in Darwin. And I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. It is now national. It's moved That's out right. of Darwin. Yep. Oh. And uh, he is the vice president of BBHD, which is a uh, networking chapter. And anything else I've left out, Troy? Oh, father of two, and that's always a pretty big role, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and a father of two to the wonderful Jackie Sheehan. So today I have with me Mr. Troy Sheehan. How are you, lad? Very good, thank you. Very good. Thanks for having me on. Tell us a little bit about where you were born, or your upbringing and background. All right, sure. Um, I was actually born uh, in Adelaide, um, sort of by chance. My my parents were, were visiting family in Adelaide at the time, um, and I just happened to be born while they were down there so my mum was actually born and raised Territorian so oh, um, okay. pretty much came straight back to Darwin when I was uh, old enough to fly um, so I've been here ever since I was six months old um, except for a, a, a year a bit of a working holiday over in Canada um, but otherwise yeah always uh, always been a territory boy okay you've always been a territory boy so apart from your working holiday in Canada yep. how long have you been in the territory approximately oh, about 30 odd years okay so, All right. yeah so yeah um, it's pretty Pretty normal upbringing. Well, um, you know, parents both worked hard, and and uh, you know, pretty pretty strong moral compass and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, went to went to Catholic school and and uh, you know, just worked my way through. I actually wanted to be a fighter pilot. That was my. And that was the goal. That was my goal when I was at school. So <laughs> obviously, that didn't work out. <laughs> well, the reason, guys, I'm interviewing Troy is he is one of the easiest people to deal with in business. He's also one of the most trustworthy people. You know when you get to meet someone and you sometimes go, oh, that could be a bit dodgy or you don't have a, an inkling about the person? I can honestly tell you Troy has that, that, that demeanor. When you meet him, you trust him instantly. And as I said, he, he, he doesn't worry about saying no. He'll say yes and get the job done. And that's why you're going to hear a little bit about his story. So, mate, just tell us what your first job was. Uh, my first job was actually, uh, like I mentioned before, I was going to be a fighter pilot and uh, I couldn't join the army because I had uh, um, asthma. So I wound up being too tall to fit into a fighter jet. So then I went, oh, I'll go fly a Tiger helicopter. And then, uh, you know, went through the, the entrance exam and, and did all the, um, you know, the physics and maths and everything you have to do at school to, to get the grades to go through. And then I, I sat down after school to do it. And, uh, yeah, I had asthma and they basically took the paperwork off me and said, see you later. See you later, yeah. So then I had a yeah. bit of a period where I just sort of said, well, what, what am I going to do now? Um, so I'm not going to, as you do, go, go and get a job packing shelves at Woolies while you're, you know, you're 18, not sure what you want to do, go go make some money. So you're packing the shelves, I was a uh, checkout chick. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And well, how tall are you? 6'4". Uh, 6'4". Six six okay. So, um, but yeah, I uh, working there, um, within about two weeks I was running Nightfill, um, and within a month I was running the whole store of a nighttime, uh, which is quite an, quite a eye-opening experience, being 18 years old, um, training and teaching and being in charge of 60 to 100 employees, um, yeah. you know, the average age is 30 to 40. Yeah. Um, so you know, you tell them, telling them someone a lot older than you what to do. Basically, it uh, doesn't always go over well. So I had to learn to be diplomatic very, very young. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and handle gotcha. lots of different situations. So I've always had a, a very, um, uh, I suppose, uh, empathetic personality. So yes. I've always got along with people quite well and, and been able to see both sides of the story, which is which has helped me a lot. 
um, in work and, and personal life. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I sort of started that young, got into Woolies, um, you know, worked there for about five years, worked my way up uh, to day manager, um, you know, run a store at Humpty Doo and called Linger and um, in the end just got tired of the hours. You know, your average, average working hour for a manager in uh, retail is about 18 hours a day yeah, okay. um, yeah. on a set salary. So it's just really, by the time you crunch the numbers, it's really not worth your time. Um, it was a great learning experience and, and instills a lot of good morals um, and work ethic in you. Um, but yeah, I got out of that and got into sales. So I actually worked for Fuji Xerox, that, um, yeah. selling the photocopiers for, for a few years. So um, I worked, worked much better in the, um, the government relationship side, um, you know, building long-term long accounts rather than the, you know, the yep. shark, go and kill them sales side of things. So more of a, you know, working with people and helping them fix their problems rather than just trying to make, make a dollar. So that's where you know, the genuineness comes from as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it just doesn't sit well right with me. You know, just you know, you're not making money just for the sake of it. It's you know, you want to you want to be proud of what you do. I think, and I, I quite enjoy doing that. Um, you know, walking to an office where they're spending a fortune on whatever they're doing, yeah. like, you know, with their printing and other stuff. When I was doing that, and I, I'd help save money and make money myself at the same time. You know, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, I got out of that. Uh, we ended up um, working with different technology, doing sales for the interactive smart boards. Yeah, um, okay. You know, uh, teleconference systems, all that sort of stuff. Um, then uh, Jackie and I were married. We'd, we'd been together. We were actually met at Woolworths. So, so you met at Woolies? Oh, did she you was a, Jackie, She was yeah. a checkout chick. So <laughs> yeah. I picked, picked my wife up at Woolies. And then, uh, yeah, so we got, we got married. We've been together about seven years by the time we got married. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we decided to, to go away to Canada for a year. And so uh, you and Jack went together to Canada for a year yep. on a working holiday? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we right. just packed a house into a sea container, rented it out, and then uh, disappeared for a year. We actually worked out cheaper, um, and we got to see more of the country. Uh, yep. Working our way, we got to meet the locals and find out where they go rather than just do all the touristy stuff. Perfect. You know, we still got to do it, but we got to do it, um, you know, the way the locals would rather than paying 10 grand to a, a travel company for two weeks, you know, 10 grand over there lasts just six months. Oh, so yep. we actually came back with more money than what we left. So oh, well, there <laughs> just, is a good call. Just working over there. So I actually worked for Xerox over there as well doing sales. And um, Jackie worked for Sotheby's. So, okay. um, What's Sotheby's? They're a big auction house. So they do real estate. Uh, she worked for the real estate side, but they do yeah. um, they're like a massive... They, they do more auctions than any other company in the world combined or something like that. They, oh, wow. They, okay, they do, huge. They yeah, yeah, the auction yeah, side yeah. can do everything from like you know antiques and all the way through to property. So they... They um, did a lot of stuff, so yeah. Wow. Continued a real estate marketing sort of career line. And then you came back, and I think I ran into Jackie at a property in Gray from memory. And yep. Yeah, we, and, 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 you know, you, you guys own this company called Realistic Views Photography. Uh, you know, tell us, you know, about the beginnings of it and, you know, what, yep. what amazing stuff you've done to bring it, you know, how you've innovated it as well. Uh, yep. and, and just before we go, get onto this question, if you listen carefully to what Troy said earlier with his um, jobs, he actually dropped what I call a major key to success. He actually, you know, he did drop that key if you noticed. It's uh, making a win-win for everyone. So listen to what he said carefully and that's uh, created his, you know, uh, successful attitude if you like. So, yep, Troy, tell us about okay. Realistic Views yep. Photography. No worries, thanks Pete. Um, yeah, so Jackie actually started the business um, when we got back from Canada. So. We were over there and we, we took a lot of lot of photos while we were away on holidays um, and she really enjoyed doing it and we thought let's let's um, you know get more into it when we get back yeah <clears throat> excuse me and then uh, yeah so she started 
the real estate business. So in a, in a previous role. Um, so when you say real estate business, you wanted to do specifically property photos? Yes, that's yep. right. Yep. Okay. okay. So her background uh, for over 10 years, she'd been working in real estate marketing. So okay. she actually ran um, the marketing and admin side of an office with about 16 agents in it um, and put all the adverts together, wrote their scripts, you know, did all that sort of stuff. So she actually um, had a lot of experience in dealing with photographers and all the different aspects of the marketing. So she used those skills um, and her previous contacts. Um, actually got a mentor from a, an existing company down south um, and uh, they flew up and did some training with her and, and you know helped her get started on the basics. Um, but a lot of it she actually taught herself um, and she, she basically learned how to use Photoshop, how to take the photos and taught herself from scratch. Uh, and over, I think the first 18 months of the business, we did about eight or 900 jobs. Um, wow, so you got into it, yep, you hustled hard. Yep. yep, she actually worked a second job when we first started, um, uh, you know, to obviously keep paying the bills. And then as the business took off more and more, then she dropped that other job off. And you know, you get to that point where you got to jump in with both feet. You know, as I say, Absolutely. you burn the boats, there's no going back, and, and this, yeah. this is what you're going to do. Um, so you're, you're all in on it. That's, yep. yeah. When you're half in, half out, then you're only going to get half results. So I think you've got to really jump, jump in it with, grab it with both hands. Troy's drop, dropping some major keys, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. yep. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, we actually um, fell pregnant with our first baby, um, Oliver. And uh, that was when I came into the business. So I thought, you know, we don't want um, the 80 months of hard work to go to waste. Um, and have the business go backwards while you know trying to raise a baby. Um, so I came on board, I quit my job, and came on full-time with the business as well. Um, followed Jackie for six months, learning how she did everything, meeting all the customers. Um, and then from then onwards, um, the next 12 months, we actually doubled the number of jobs we've done, so we did like another, um, over over another uh, 900,000 jobs. So we said it again? We, we did, did over another 900 to, to 1,000 jobs. Um, wow. Again, so we shortened the amount of time um, we doubled the number of jobs we've done. So um, safe to say, out of uh, you and, uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, safe to say, out of you and Anne um, from Mason, uh, you two would be the most experienced photographers in the territory. Re- you know, the realistic. Uh, uh, yeah, the I, would real say, I would say partner. between the two of us. I mean, Anne, Anne has been doing it for a long time. Yep. And she's really good. And she's yep. a lovely lady as well, which is. Always a horrible thing to have in a competitor when they're, yeah, she's when they're awesome, so lovely. She? Yeah, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got nothing bad to say about her. She's awesome. She's um, fantastic. But uh, I mean, there are there are a lot of people that have come and gone from the industry over the. Uh, we've been doing it for over three years now. Yeah. Um, we've done over uh, easily over three thousand jobs. Um, there you go. And uh, yeah, there's been people that have come and gone and they tried coming in really cheap and that you know the quality's not there. You got to you know charge a fair price for a fair work. So I think it's. Um, you know, as a percentage of the marketing for for a house, um, it's really very little. Yeah. Uh, but it makes such a big difference. So people often notice that they they'll use an agent who takes their own photos, and then they'll use someone who uses a professional photographer, and you'll notice the difference straight away. Like just in the number of people that uh, click on the property in realestate.com and and stuff like that. So it's um it definitely makes a big difference. So um yeah, my experience it, it pays to to have someone who specialises in in that field. It's like you know I I, don't, I wouldn't trying to sell a house, I, you know, I don't know all the marketing avenues from, um, you know, every little aspect and how much to put the house on for and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And yeah. likewise, you know, when you're taking photos, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to do half as much with Photoshop and all the other stuff that we do. So That's it. So and, and then from there, you, you you built that and then you incorporated, you know, I see you come out on the job site with a laser and you incorporated yep. doing the floor plans. So we, we always try to be different from our competitors yep. um, as much as possible. So. When we started the business, we were actually the first ones, because um, we we're, were the only ones in Darwin who wasn't franchised. 
Um, so we, we basically could work with people a lot more flexible. We didn't have to get permission from um, head offices oh, or anything like that's that. That's heaven to my ears in some <laughs> cases. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we actually added floor planning and script writing because Jackie's experience working with um, offices with large number of agents. Of course. Um, she already had experience writing script. Um, and she actually majored, um, when she went through school, she actually highest of, of the whole school in her, her yeah. grades for English and, and that. Um, and so she, yeah, it works really well. So saves an agent a couple of hours of sitting at a computer trying to come up with a heading. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she'll actually, we'll do the whole, what we call a complete package. So we'll go on site, photograph it, laser measure, accurate floor plan, write up a script, give it to the agent the next day and they've got everything they need to go online um, and start marketing it. And you didn't stop there. Then you decided uh, there's this new technology around down south at the time yep. where you can physically put these flash 3D cameras and, and walk through the property. We yep. use it. Yep. Um, how did you, you know, become the first uh, photography slash marketing agency to, to incorporate that? I had a lot of agents starting to ask me for video marketing. Right. And it wasn't really something we wanted to get into because it's quite a different field. Yep. Um, the, the camera styles and techniques are very different. And I was looking for something. I wanted to be innovative and keep ahead of the pack um, while also still giving the agents what they wanted. Yeah. Um, it was actually um, Adam from Court of View who, who sent me a link through for this 3D scanning um, a company out of Melbourne. And just so not to interrupt you there, but that's Adam in our previous episode. Um, Adam Hayes, we interviewed him talking about being at Arnold's house. So if you haven't checked out that episode, go go back one episode. Yeah, um, yeah. So Adam sent, sent me this link through, and I, I noticed uh, you know how interactive it was and, and immersive in a property. And I thought, wow, this is this is amazing. Like, I, I want this. Um, so straight away, I, I researched the company, um, had a look at what they did, um, called the the founder of the company, and said, you know, I want I yep. want in. What do I need to do? Yeah. Um, two weeks later, I was in Melbourne meeting with them and signed a exclusivity agreement. Um, you know, bought the camera gear. It's pretty expensive stuff. It is, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I invested in that, locked 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 it down, and um, yeah, so we, we added that to our, our services as well. And safe to say, oh, that was, sorry, that was an email from the uh, laptop, but uh, safe to say that uh, we were the first to, to utilize that when you first right. came up. Yep. Yeah. That was one of our first test houses. Was um, The Bellamac House. Bellamac House, yep. which yep. I think broke the record for We did. Um, we sold, we sold that for record price, yeah. yeah. So that was, I think it's one of the most photographed houses in Palmerston as well. So it's been movied and um, 3D scanned and Twilight photographs and had, had everything done to it that place. Yeah, and uh, you know, just quickly touch on what made you decide, you know, you've done that, you've, you're an innovative person, you've, you've, you've gone out, you've added 3D walkthroughs, you, you went down south. Then the next part, which I've seen you do, is you've decided to go national with this. Tell us a little bit about you know yeah. your your guts behind to do that and, and, and following it through. We had um, we actually had some people that we'd, we'd photographed houses for, um, and they, they watched us as we were in the house, and they, they asked about um, you know what it was like. Is this in Darwin? In Darwin, yeah, yep. okay, yep. and they were, they were pretty interested in it. So we um, uh, we had a, a bit of a chat to them about you know what it involved, and you know it's not all not all beautiful houses. There's quite a Quite a few, uh, probably 80, 90% of what we do is, you know, cleaning up after people and, um, you know, trying to make a house look look as best as it can and it might have messy tenants or it could, could be anything. You never know what, yeah. you, what you're going to walk into. Um, so, you know, it's not all glamour mansions, basically. It would be beautiful if it was. Um, <laughs> Just like, the, you know, the misconception where, you know, we sell million-dollar properties all the time. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was basically uh, just ha- had a chat with these guys, uh, with these girls um, about that because um, one, one was moving to Melbourne and, and then about two weeks later I had someone contact me from Adelaide saying they were interested as well um, and then yeah so I met, I met with them um, I liked, liked uh, them as, as a person 
um, flew down to training with them, um, taught them how to how to angle the, the shots. Yeah, so you went down uh, there, invested in the, you know, yep. finding someone and, and... Yep, supplied them with all the gear. So I actually have them as, a, as an office as part of our business. So it's not a franchise or anything. It's all, Love it's all part yep. of us. Yep. Um, and we handle all the editing and, and advertising side of things. Um, so they basically, all they got to do is just go on site. Take, snap the photos, photos, send them back, you yep. edit them, send them back. We take care of everything else. And quick uh, snapshot into the vision of realistic views because it's yeah. going national all over Australia. Yeah, well, worldwide. So, I love um, it. We're uh, aiming for seven more locations uh, by the end of next year. Yeah. And then uh, the start of 2018 to actually launch over in Canada. So. Any, any excuse to get back over there? It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's close to your heart as well, that Very Canada. All right, mate. Let's, uh, you are a local. We're going to ask you one question. Could be dangerous. It is. And then just yes or no after that. Okay. Okay, you ready? Sure. What's the first thing that pops into your mind when I say photography? Mountains. Oh, okay. Scenic. All right, yes or no questions. Let's see how uh, true of a local you really are. <laughs> Have you ever killed a crocodile? No. Have you ever lived in a donger? Yes. Do you know what the term long grass means? Yes. Have you ever heard of the Punciana lady? No. Oh. Have you ever eaten a green ant's bum? Yes. Me too. Do you have at least two dogs? Yes. Or did. Yeah, did. Yep, yep. Have you had a salty plum? Yes. Have you ever caught a feral pig or killed a feral pig? No. Have you ever been in the NT News? Yes. Is your beer fridge bigger than your food fridge? About the same size. <laughs> good one, good one. Have you ever chucked a sickie to go fishing? No. And have you ever used gammon in a sentence? Daily. Do you think it's perfectly acceptable for a man to marry his buffalo and would you go to the wedding? Most definitely. Mate, you're an absolute legend. Troy, thank you so much for your time Beautiful. today. Thank you, Pete. Thanks for asking me along. Before we get, how can people find you? Tell us about your website. How can they get in contact with you? Your email address. A, yeah. a brand new website that we've launched, uh, www.realisticviews.com.au. Um, and you can reach us um, same back end, so just photos at realisticviews.com.au. Perfect. And uh, before we do end the program, I will say this. We, we put some of these questions out to the Humpty Doo rural community <laughs> on uh, Facebook, the group there, yep. quite a large group, which, uh, guys, uh, Jackie sort of created, and I've helped her admin that from, from day dot, and uh, that's uh, Troy's wife. There you go. Bit of uh, history. Cool. Mate, thanks so much for your time today. Awesome. Thank you. Good Cheers, work. Mate. Alrighty, let's move on to Donkey of the Week. Donkey of the Week, as you know, guys, does not discriminate. You get the credit you deserve for being silly or done something stupid. And on this third and fourth week of May, Donkey of the Week goes to Nova Marie Paris. For those of you who don't know, uh, Nova is an Indigenous Australian athlete and politician as part of the Australian Women's Hockey Hockeroos team at the 1996 Olympic Games. She was the first Aboriginal to win an Olympic gold medal. She later switched sports to sprinting and went to the 1998 Commonwealth Games and 2000 Olympic Games. She was elected to the Australian Senate at the 2013 federal election after the Prime Minister Julia Gillard named her as a captain's pick, uh, installing her as the pre-selected Labor candidate over the Kiambut Labor Senator Trish Grossing. The reason she's getting donkey 
of the week this week that she's now um, announced that she will no longer be recontesting her Senate seat after less than three years on the job and only um, as only 1.37% of the respondents ranked her as the most effective politician out of, uh, I think they ran a poll of five alternatives, which uh, John Alexander, Liberal, he got uh, 45% of the vote, equaling 699 votes. Peter Gareth, Labor, 23.48%, 359. Glenn Lazarus, um, now an independent, 15.83 with 242 votes. Maxine McHugh, 13.6%, 208 votes. And Nova Paris, Labor, 1.37%, 21 votes. We have a lot of respect for you, Nova, but this week, you are the donkey of the week. So give Nova the biggest hee-haw. Sorry I had to do that, but as we said, Donkey of the Week does not discriminate. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you, Troy Sheehan, for coming in. And look forward to bringing you more episodes of Keeping Up With Kafka's. Once again, thank you so much. And uh, talk to you.